another game on uh, coming up on Friday. Uh, a lot of eyes in Orange County. Uh, one of the best rivalries in the nation is going to be going on. Modern Day Servite renewing their rivalry um, at Angel Stadium Friday. That will be a seven o'clock uh, kickoff. Servite's going to honor their 1982 championship um, CIF championship. So they're pulling out some of their legacy and their their proud history. And then Modern Day, as my colleague Steve Fryer maybe speculated on our Gridiron Show. He kind of said, "Hey, maybe this, you know, could this be a modern day trap game coming off? You know, he kind of threw out the question. That I'm sure everybody's wondering, you know, where will modern day be emotionally? But Steve was quick to say that he thought that modern day would be very focused, and um, and I agree with him. You know, I talking to post game with Coach Rollinson, and as I was talking to him after the Bosco game, and they were excited and happy." And they said it was a pretty good win, and they were they were fired up. But at the same, not too long, he followed that up saying, "We're gonna enjoy this, but then we're gonna get ready for Servite, baby." And you just know, I mean, when this robbery, I mean, Modern Day takes this game so seriously, and you know, Servite, they they take it seriously too. Um, but. They, 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 these guys get after each other, and uh, it's a rivalry game. And, and and I always say in rivalry games, it's gonna, you know, whatever you think the score is, you gotta you gotta tighten it up just a little bit. But what's your thoughts on this game, Scotty? Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it has been said before. I mean, modern day has always been in the spot where they've lose a game they shouldn't lose yeah but i don't see that here i don't this team that seems too focused and there's too much at stake for to let that happen um you know the biggest question here you know is what server are going to try to do are they going to copycat bosco's steam scheme you know to try to stop and contain the passing attack but you know, if they do try to do, I wouldn't be so quick to do so. Um, you know, even though Servite has you know some secondary skill, I don't think they have the linebackers and the defensive front to do what Bosco did, and um, and that that's what's going to be interesting um, because I think you know Modern Day is going to be able to bounce back offensively, and you know I think they're going to balance or they're going to actually probably run the ball. Um, don't be surprised if they run the ball more or, yeah. you know, eventually open it up because I don't think Servite's going to be able to get to push that, that that Bosco did, which gives JT more time and it gives the receivers to break, you know, their routes off and, and, and find the spot rather than having somebody in your face all the time with nine guys dropping back. Um, and I think, you know, the defense is going to pick up where they left off um, against Bosco and the, you know, harassing you know, Tyler Lytle, as, you know, Servite doesn't have a running game, it's pretty much non-existent, um, you know, and that's going to, you know, limit, you know, limit the stress on, on Lytle. I mean, Servite's only hope is that, you know, MD come, their defense comes, their defensive backs play 10 yards off the ball, um, and, um, you know, to give give him some spot to, some, you know, space to, to throw. Um, yeah, but, which, um, which they were doing um, both, especially more Quentin Lake. Um, he was definitely playing that ten years, uh, ten yards off against Bosco, and 
And I would say Jalen was not, Jalen Cole, the other corner, was not 10 yards off, but he might have been 7 or 8 yards off. Yeah, they, I, that's my biggest, I don't, you know, I'm a defensive guy, but myself and, and, and I, it drives me nuts when corners play 10 years off the ball. I mean, I, I, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes it's because of scheme and you need help, but um, it, it, it just gives the offense, you know, you know, to just pick on you and just to hit that five yard out, break a tackle when you're gone, you know, I mean, I'd rather, you know, you know, you can, you can, you're, you know, you have to use your technique and your skill um, in order, you know, on the deep balls, on the on the routes, and there's ways of doing that. But sometimes some of these these kids, you know, have a hard time with it, or you know, the coaches don't, you know, don't believe them for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just one of the things that drives me crazy for any, you know anybody who does who who does that. So yeah, well, it's gonna be always gonna be a great uh, atmosphere over at Angel Stadium where you have the the, the modern-day red and the Servite black clashing. There's going to be some more great uh, special teams, I, I suspect, from from uh, Stonehouse and uh, McGrath from uh, from modern day. And, you know, for Servite, I wonder if they take a page from UCLA where they, you know, Servite struggled running the ball. And they got their backs are against the wall. It's weak. It's weak. You know, it's, well, it's week nine now. And you know they and they just gotta uh, you know like you said they try to run the ball at the end of that game against Orange Lutheran and I I could just see them just coming out and say okay Tyler Lytle man we're throwing it we're gonna throw it seventy times with you this you know I don't think they can run that many plays but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they they really try to air it out I think that's really only their only chance on offense but they gotta you know they can't have uh, so many picks. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's the difference whether or not he's you know if he's forcing the ball to make you know to make things happen and like we talked about last week he threw it, you know he threw it out to the flat and the receiver just you know hit his hands bounced in the air yeah and McKinney just snatched it and took it yeah. to the, you know so I mean that's kind of you know the, the breaks you know go that way but. Um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, it's it's tough when you don't have when you don't have a, a legitimate, you know, running game because teams just don't respect the. Yeah. Um, they just play. They're just going to play the pass and, and play with the three man. You know, you know, front or drop back or if they have the skill guys to just man up and then they just send the house after you. So. Yeah. And not worry about the you know the running backs with the draws or the screens because their backers can cut, get out and, and cover them. So yeah, and Lytle's not much of a runner himself. Um, I don't believe. Um, I, mean, I actually saw him break no. off a nice run last season. Uh, it was on the, one of the plays. I think he might have got hurt against Jay Sarah, but um, they haven't. You know, he, has, he hasn't shown a lot of uh, big offensive stats running the ball. Um, Sky, the last game uh, that we'll preview here is going to be Orange Lutheran, uh, again, taking on Santa Margarita. So Santa Margarita will be the home game again, uh, home team for the second week in a row. They'll be at Saddleback College. Again, this game Friday, October 28th, 7 o'clock kickoff. 
And, you know, Orange Lutheran trying to make it two in a row in the Trinity League. You know, they're, they're right now they stand at two and one. So what do you think about this game, Scotty, where, like I said, you know, um, two in a row for uh, Orange Lutheran and then Santa Margarita looking for its first win in the Trinity League. They're, they're you know, talk about backs against the wall, you know, Eagles 0-3 in league. Yeah, they're they're in danger of uh, yeah going winless, um, you know, and um, they're kind of like falling into that same footsteps as they were last year. Right. Um, you know, they almost pulled off the win, you know, against Chase Sarah, but you know the turnovers killed them, um, sealing their fate. You know, and then uh, Orange Lutheran basically just you know showed uh, why they're probably the solid fit for the third spot was you know getting you know they're getting their playmakers to make plays um you know and, and getting the need much needed win um you know i i, I see the same thing happening this the same week this week i think it's going to come down to you know like the same as the, the turnovers um yeah you know something with santa margarita is they, they you know their run game has been non-existent the last two weeks and and, and they had success running the ball yeah and i don't know it's Good disappeared point. um and and i noticed in the in the stats i know i know and i didn't see magar play at all last week so i don't know if he got injured the week before and they haven't you know trent green had that one game rushing for like two over 200 yards and he's been kind of non-existent so i don't know if the injuries have taken the toll you know on them so you know if that's if that's the case you know you know in santa Margarita's not a you know i think they're better balanced as we've seen them in you know being successful so i think that's going to be really hard um and, and it might be hindering them. And then Olu seems to be, you know, they just get the ball to their to their three guys or their four guys, and they make the plays. And and that's kind of how you, you know, in this Trinity League, we've seen those. You got to have your guys, and you got to have your guys play step up. And that's what they did. And I think that's what's going to be the difference in this one with Olu. Yeah, uh, and he, he mentioned uh, uh, Magar. Yeah, he didn't have any stats against uh, Jay Sarah, and it was it was uh, William Trey Green, um, thirteen carries for sixty eight yards. So hey, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's over five yards a carry. He also had a touchdown. So maybe they get him more involved uh, this week and uh, you know uh, get back to that running game because I think that was a big dynamic, and I think that makes Richard Wagner better at quarterback. Where you know he threw for three hundred yards last week, and he had two TDs, one pick. But um, after that, they you know the Eagles probably they passed it more, and they got you know they were trying to come back there at the end. But the Eagles ended up passing it more than they ran it last last week. So I think that's a, a good point by you. I think that was something that the Eagles uh, could use. But it, I think for you know Santa Margarita, I think it's all, I think another key has been defense, right? I mean they they've had some games where they've really given up some points, and like you said. Orange Lutheran's coming on right now at a good time with their the way their offense is playing. Yeah, yeah, they have. And, and you know, it, I mean, there have been times where, I mean, Santa Margarita has shown, you know, pretty good defense. I mean, look, they, they held, you know, they didn't they didn't lose to a big shootout um, last week. Um, 
And, and I, like I said, up up until that first week, I thought Santa Margarita's defensive front was pretty solid. Um, but then that following week, you know, they had to play, you know, you know Bosco, and then they had they had to play, um, and then they played Jay Sarah. So now, you know, now they're gonna now they get you know Olu. So it's interesting to see if if that defensive front and their backers can at least control some part of it and part of the game but they just got to get that offense you know rolling yeah uh, i i definitely hear you about that and and we'll, we'll see what happens you know you know you, you know last thing i'll say you know about the defense is just i think you start to think about the gaps uh, in the in the trinity league maybe we'll see how it all shakes out in another week or two right scotty but you're going to look at at the you know right now if you just look at the defensive stats for the season you know, modern days defense is holding teams to just under nine points a game. Eight point seven is their points allowed per game is modern day eight point seven. That's number one in the Trinity League for the season. And then second, not surprising, it's Bosco, and they're holding teams to twelve and a half points for the season on average. But then to find the next one, you know, who's the closest competition? It's actually Servite. And Jay Sarah coming in at 25 and a half points, um, you know, and that's so they're not they're more than double the next team of you know the second place team in Bosco, and I think that's a big point of where uh, where where everybody's a little bit behind modern day, modern day in St. John Bosco, and um, you know and, and Servite, you know they you know their average is looking pretty good where because they had a. 44 nothing victory against uh, or no it was actually what 55 nothing they had a 55 nothing against Garfield and then they had a 44 nothing against uh, Fountain Valley and then they played well against Bishop Amont when they lost 14 to 10 but then they also you know they gave up 70 points against Bosco so uh, and then they gave up 49 points to Olu and um, then, like you said, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. They played well at defense against Jay Sarah. But I think that's what I start to think about as far as I, I, I won't be surprised if that's a, we have similar numbers in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With the, with the, with the way everything's going to play out, I, I agree. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes and see how those numbers, and we'll definitely look at those at the end. So some interesting games, obviously some big, uh, big weeks for, uh, hey, you know, Santa Margarita, you're 0-3. Last year they were 1-4 in league, so they didn't go winless. Nobody went winless in the league last year. Can they get their W? You know, um, can Lutheran take another step with another victory? You know, what's, you know, can Servite? pulling up said what kind of mindset is modern day and Bosco coming in after that big game so um, yeah Jay Sarah a lot to play for on a short week can they pull a surprise and is there a brutal stretch so a lot going on Scotty so you will be uh, at the big A on Friday Scotty yes I will be alright well we look forward to hearing your report on that game I'm going to be on Friday I'm going to be at your Belinda taking on Villa Park in the Crestview League, so I will be uh, venturing out of the uh, the 
out of the uh, Trinity League as I try to cover it all and see everybody in Orange County and see some different teams. I haven't seen Villa Park, so I missed the Villa Park Servite game earlier this year. I, that was one I had in my eye on, but I'm going to check out the Spartans. So, well, hey, great job, Scotty. It was great talking to you tonight. Yeah, it was, Dan. Um, really quick, I don't yeah. know if you if anybody's interested or not. I know we talked about last week with the um, – because we're 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 uh, Trinity League uh, podcast, and we talk everything Trinity League. The uh, big frosh soft. Uh, big frosh oh yes! Game. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, mod- yeah modern day actually. Uh, that one was that one was also a, a game in itself, and uh, modern day pulled that one out, um, beating Bosco in almost the same fashion, coming from behind, um, 28-21. So, um, and uh, they had their defense had two goal line stands, <laughs> turning Bosco away with no points. So, um, that one was, was uh, you know, came down to the wire and it was um, pretty good itself. So, and the JV game actually was, was crazy too. Bosco won on a Hail Mary, beating Modern Day, I think 27 21. Wow. Um, after modern day had scored a go ahead touchdown with 20 seconds, and then Bosco, you know, you know, got down to the 50 and threw a, a, a hail mary. So you know, this this whole week, Bosco's modern day, which is epic um, across the boards. So now, Scotty, we'll give a, we'll end with one last question for you, and we'll give a little insight to our podcast. Um, Listeners, and we really thank you for listening to us. But Scott Barajas has covered his share of games uh, over the years with high school football, and he's uh, been, a, you know, he's been out there, done the same thing that I have done. He's you've been in many games, Scotty. You you used to run your own, um, you know, OC football uh, publication, and you've been out there and scouting. And you're still out there doing a lot of stuff on recruiting and stuff. How how high of a caliber are we talking? About? Is this modern day Bosco freshman game? Because you've been to you know the, many of the places that I that I go and I see teams out of the Orange League, which you know Catella they're outstanding, and Santa Ana Valley I saw a seventy to forty game, but you know the caliber of play in eight man football in varsity level, and you know there's you know and you know there's some good teams in the Golden West League and Seagerstrom and Santa Ana are battling out this week and they're tough teams and I'm seeing Villa Park but how good is the caliber play you know to kind of relate to the county fans about this freshman game between Modern Day and Bosco I mean it's starting I don't know if you, you all, obviously you do but back to get to put a little perspective on it when you Think about going back to the 90s when it was all, you know, all, it was always two teams. It was always Modern Day and Poly, and everybody went to Modern Day and everybody went to Poly. Yes, I know that's a public, and I know Modern Day was private, but it, it seemed, you know, Santa Margarita was starting on the uprise. Olu was, was in Division 10 on the uprise. Um, so it was pretty much, you know, there wasn't parity. And then all of a sudden, all these schools started coming into the Trinity League, and there started, you know, all the parity started happening. And then all of a sudden, I think it was Servite one year, Santa Margarita the next, I think it was Olu the next. You know, for a span, for like two to three years, they were the top dog. 
Then Bosco came along, and Bosco sustained it the most. And now Modern Day's coming along, and now they're starting to, to you know, you, know, you see the changing of the guard. You know, everybody want you know, and then you have Centennial out in the IE. You know, so there is, you know, there's a big, there is a big gap between talent and as far as you know, overall, you know, team talent from from you know with Bosco Modern Day, and then even to Michigan. I know some people will argue that, but I, there's a big, there is a big dip, uh, gap between Michigan and and Modern Day. Michigan kind of pretty much by themselves because then after Mishbiejo I think there's another gap so that kind of gives you the talent level of, of the caliber of what Bosco and Modern Day have had the last couple of years and, and you know you'll see you know you'll hear the positives and you'll hear the negatives you know of, of what people you know why you know nobody wants to see these teams dominate they don't want to see these 60 to zero games anymore um yeah you know I, you know the numbers are down when football and and i think with the numbers being down you know then it, it kind of waters down the talent so all the good players they all want to go to the you know play with the big programs they want to play in these big games you know that's just the way and that's just the nature of the, of the beast it is yeah this day and age, but we've also talked about how when you get the overabundance of talent, these kids decide to leave. So you have to decide, do I play here? Do I play for a championship team or play for something special? Or, you know, you know, you know, do I love the school enough to stay for the school and, and gut it out? Or do, you know, is it all by, you know, do I have to get that scholarship or, you know, I, I I'm kind of going on a, on a tangent right now, but, um, to get back to your point, they're, these teams are, you know, very talented and they're very fun to watch. And um, all, right. all the training and all the things that people do, um, it, 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 it kind of makes it, you know, the lower levels fun to watch. You know, even if it sometimes it, it, it does happen to be, you know, over, you know, the games don't get competitive but there are some schools out there who do have these competitive freshman games and, and Bosco actually has set them up they actually have set up games against Gorman games against Narbonne games against you know they kind of like you know let the other teams play um, and I think that's where you may may see things go with with uh, with uh, even with the preseason I think you'll start seeing Trinity League teams playing two games a home and away because when they play these other you know public schools at these other freshman teams it's just not competitive but when you play the Trinity League versus Trinity League it's a little bit more competitive so that's interesting that's a that's a topic for another discussion though and so much info we can't let Scotty go without one more then yeah hey so (laughs) is there a La- is there a freshman player that you can give us a name from Modern Day or Bosco from that game that you think Trinity League fans on the Trinity League football podcast here with Scott Barras they should remember? Because last year, I mean, you were you were telling you were one of the first guys talking about Brew McCoy. You told us a lot about uh, Trent McDuffie, uh, a kid now you know Modern Day kid off that good freshman team last year. Now he's at Servite. He returned an interception, a hundred or hundred one yards for a touchdown against Orange Lutheran last week. Um, yeah, Shacob- so Shacoby Harper was on that team last year. Um, so is there, a, is there a name for us, Scotty? 
I have two that I um, I have to give you from what I give you the offense and the defense. One's a, a, a lineman named um, um, Miles Morrow, and he's about 6'3", 260, and you'll see him on the varsity next year okay. somewhere, either offense or defense, and then a running back by the name of Juwan Collins, who is probably going to be, you know, he'll be up there with uh, Jacoby, um, and he'll be the one-two back, or possibly maybe he could play defense. He's also a linebacker, but he's actually very fast, um, and he scored the winning touchdown um, in that Bosco game. And then for Bosco, um, they have a, the, probably the, the interesting thing is their quarterback. They have a 6'5", 245-pound quarterback <laughs> yeah. who's a thrower, and um, that's what's going to be interesting because I think they maybe want to have him be the quarterback at Bosco next year, and then maybe Mitchell be a running back. I mean, I'm just speculating, but there's a lot of chatter out there, um, uh, you know, but that's just something to, to watch for because this kid's a talent. He's also a very good baseball player, but you look at him and he's just, I mean, 6'5", I mean, 245 quarterback. I mean, that's like an NFL-sized guy, and he's got a pretty good arm. Um, he's he's he, he struggled in the in that modern day freshman game, but he's he is very you know he is talented. So I would say him from Bosco's side um, is probably the one guy to look for um, for next year. Well, that's good to hear, and I'll have to track his name down. See if I can get that. It's from- a it's a DJ, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's a Yuga Yuga. Lona Tona or something like that. He's, okay. he's like, he's Samoan, so. What number is he? I'll look him, let's see if I can, do you remember? He's 12 on the varsity, he's 12 on the varsity, okay. but he's 5 on the in the freshman games, so. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny, I'm glad you uh, talked a little bit about his height and weight, because there are some Trinity League freshman football players that I have talked to that told me he was six foot seven, like 300 pounds, and uh, <laughs> uh, they, but you have to look at it from the perspective of a freshman um, playing your first game in the your first games in the tree league. You might he probably looks six seven three hundred to these guys, I, and I, I'm so I'm not making fun of them. They, 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 that's that's what it's like for these guys facing this kid. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing. Yeah, because I've I've seen that too. It's you know you start with one and then you add five pounds and you add an inch and then the next guy adds an inch and adds five and then before you know it you have this big offensive line behemoth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but uh, the the awe and wonder of the Trinity League is uh, in full effect uh, from all levels. So well, great uh, in depth reporting from Scotty. Thanks for working overtime for us tonight, man. Oh, sure, Dan. I think, yeah, I just kept going and going and going, so you almost probably could have split this. Sorry for you guys out there who are, uh, uh, you know, you know, want this to end or, uh, you know, don't have the time to, to listen to it all. So, but uh, we're here for the info, so. Hey, that's what we're here for and uh, delivering it. So, great job, Scott, and uh, thanks again. And uh, and for our Trinity League football um, fans, thanks for listening to us. And until next week, we will talk to you on the Trinity League Football Podcast. 
a combination, the defense, special teams. I mean, uh, it's just preparation. Like our coaches, the whole week, we uh, we knew, we kind of knew we wanted on Monday with preparation and just working hard. Like, we wanted on Monday. Yeah, our coaches like they prepare us so well. A lot of those stuff, a lot of that stuff we knew was coming before it happened. Like, I just want to get a credit to my coaches and my teammates and every everybody, my family, all that. Like. It's not even really me out there. I just come out here and play on Fridays. It's them preparing us like, All right. every for every Friday night against every team. What, what was the mood when Amon Ra took it to the house 75? I kind of felt like we we were back we were back in it. That kind of that kind of put us up there. But then I knew I knew the defense was gonna have to close it the way their defense was playing. I knew we were gonna have to close it. So we just did what we gotta do. How big is this win? Where you know Bosco had been running. Yeah, this yeah. Game. They finally snapped their streak. Like. I don't know. It, it, I don't feel like it even really set in yet that we beat them. Like every year I've been here, we've lost, and then we just snapped their streak. We're uh, we control our own destiny now. Like we can, yeah. we can do whatever. Like 